welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection. There they have over 180,000 downloadable titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of Talk Direction podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This week, we will be recommending you check out One Direction, Who We Are, Our Official Autobiography, which is a book narrated by the boys themselves. So if you want to hear about their lives from before X Factor and through their journey of being in the band, this is a great option. Or if you simply love the sound of Harold's voice to fall asleep to, check out One Direction, Who We Are, Our Official Autobiography. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash talkdirection. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash talkdirection for your free audiobook. Welcome to episode 39 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. This is our 39th episode of Talk Direction. Um, I'm finally on break, which is super nice. Um, I know, Kara, you're not, which sucks. <laughs> nope, I'm suffering. I stayed up last night till like 4.30 a.m. doing an essay, but it's okay. It'll be over soon. That's absolutely sort of. crazy. Wait, when's your break? Yeah. Isn't it at the end of this week? No. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, the 25th, so when Zane, Zane's album comes out. Uh, um okay. But, like, next week I'm going to, we're studying at a different school, which I'll talk about um, sometime in the future. Not right now, but um, I'm excited about that, so. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and then I also wanted to say, people were asking about, um, we did a Harry Potter episode a little bit ago, I think two episodes ago, or one, I can't really remember. Um, but we did sorting the boys into different houses, and we only put a couple of the boys on the episode because it was just too long. So we're going to be releasing the other um, boys' houses when we did the sorting, uh, I think this week. So we'll try to get that up for you guys so you can have that as a bonus episode. Um, And also now episodes will be, my sister will be editing them so that we don't have Wi-Fi problems and we have more time to do it, which is really nice of her. And she kind of wants to do it because... She's interested in the whole film stuff, so um, she wants practice editing, so she's going to do that, so that's exciting. So hopefully episodes will be more consistently on time, because we won't have Wi-Fi troubles. Um, and then, oh yeah, Kara, do you want to talk about this other story you've put in here? Oh yeah, okay, so I feel like we've talked about a bunch of like 1D coincidences on this show. Um... And there was another one, which is so weird. I, I don't understand how this keeps happening. I mean, like, I don't know, I guess because we, like, have, we know so much about them that there's, like, it infiltrates so many different aspects of our life. Anyway, um, so our friend Minnie, um, who is currently studying abroad in Hong Kong, although she was, like, on a trip, I think it was in Thailand, right? This is yeah, in Thailand? So. Yeah, and um, she was posting pictures on this beach, and... She, you know, like, I, like, didn't even make the connection, but a couple days later, she, Minnie, um, in our group message, like, 
you know, freaks out. It's like, oh my God, like, um, post the picture that Niall, the selfie that Niall posted on the beach. And it was like, guys, like, I was here, like, on the day that he posted that, which I'm sure it's like an older picture that he posted because I don't think he would post it when he was there because that wouldn't be smart because he's, you know, high status, like, high celebrity. Um, but, like, they were, like, literally at the same beach in Thailand and, like, it's just so crazy, like, of all the places and just, like, I remember, like, um saying like one of the first episodes that I was abroad um joking about because like a bunch of our friends are abroad and we're like oh like one of them might see One Direction like not even know who it is or something and like Mm -hmm. basically it pretty much happened so pretty much I mean their feet touch the same sand so that's gotta mean something yeah they were in the the same ocean they were seeing the same cliffs exactly so that's pretty cool yeah um okay and then for this episode we are going to do a really feminist episode this episode. We asked um, on Twitter for episode ideas, and we decided that we're going to do Little Black Dress versus Little White Lies, um, which are two songs on Made in the AM for our main discussion. So get ready for that. And I think news kind of is a little bit feministy too. So, you know, here we go. Um, but let's get into news first. The first step we want to talk about is Zane News. And he has a new song that came out called Like I Would. Um, And I feel like this is sort of an in-between song compared to um, Pillow Talk and... What's the other one called? It's You. It's You. I feel like it's sort of like in-between them, like tempo-wise, sort of. Like, It's You is very slow in Pillow Talk. It's not very fast, but I don't know. Maybe it's more like Pillow Talk, I guess. Um, And again, I found it quite poppy. Like, it wasn't... It it does have so many pop influence in it, I think, which I liked it. What did you think about it? Yeah, I really liked it. I was like, I woke up and was the, it was the first thing I listened to, which, you know, really got me amped for the day. It was just like, I don't know. It's just like a fun song, but it's definitely not what I expected from him. I think it's like sort of reminiscent of like um, Justin Bieber's newest newest mm. album, um, which is just like, I don't know. It's It's, yeah, definitely very pop. Um, I like it though. I really like this song. It's definitely like a jam and something I hope to hear like when I'm out like at a club or a bar or something to like dance to because I think that'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was funny to just compare some of the lyrics to um, Zane's song Like I Would to One Direction's mm-hmm. song I Would. So I'm just going to read these. This is, this is um, Like I Would. He can't love you like I would. He can't love you like I could. He don't know your body. He don't know your body. He won't touch you like I do. He won't love you like I would. He don't know your body. He don't do you right. He won't love you like I would. Love you like I would, like I would. So those are Zane's words. Then we go back to Wendy's song from Take Me Home album called I Would. And the lyrics are very similar. Would he please you? Would he kiss you? Would he treat you like I would? Would he touch you? Would he need you? Would he love you like I would? Would he say he's in L-O-V-E? Well, if it was me, then I would. Would he hold you when you're feeling low? Baby, you should know that I would. <laughs> that so, sounded like, like slam poetry slash like Dr. Seuss. It sounded like a really like intense reading of like One Fish, Two Fish. It really did, especially <laughs> the beginning. Um, but... So what there's there's off there's like literally love you like I would is in both of the songs touch you is in both of them 
Like, did he get inspiration from I Would, or is this just coincidental? I literally do not understand. I didn't realize, like, how similar. Because, like, obviously, when I saw the title, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I Would, which is, like, one of the greatest songs, I feel like, um, <laughs> of all time, probably, you know. Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, seeing these lyrics like this, like, they're pretty, like, they're so similar. <laughs> like... <laughs> And it's just so weird because, like, I, I saw a lot of jokes that was, like, um, you know, Zayn gets to, like, finally be, like, the artist he truly wants to. And then he, like, basically rewrites I Would by One Direction from Take Me Home. Um, but I, I still do like this song. And I think, like, the there's just, like, a tiny bit of, I don't know, I don't know, adultish themes. Like, the literal only thing that I could see that's, like, a little more edgy than I Would from One Direction is just, like, he referenced, like, smoking. Like, mm-hmm. that's literally, like, the only other thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Because, like, the 1D one, they say, like, touch you and love you and stuff like that. So it's yeah. not like, you know, let me hold your hands and we'll pr- play some Scrabble or something. Yeah. Um, so. It's just interesting. Like, he would have, he had to have known, right? Like, these were similar. Yeah. Or, like, maybe it wasn't conscious. It was, like, his subconscious, you know, telling him to go back to One Direction or something. I don't know. I mean, that's probably the only answer. Because, like, I don't understand. I mean, it's, you, how, it couldn't be not in your conscience. Like, conscious. Because, yeah. like, like I would and I would. He, it's probably because he, like, you know, capitalized it and was like, oh, that's enough. There's, like, enough difference between like I would and I would <laughs> yeah. because I capitalized it, so. It's I fine. wonder. I wonder if we'll see any other similarities between One D songs and his songs because, like, God. this is very similar. I'm still very intrigued to see how before what that ends up being. I know that's interesting because yeah. that could be about One D. Will there be a song about One D and him leaving the band? Like, um, there's got to be something about him coming into his own or like being himself and sort of breaking free, right? I don't know. I think that that could also be interpreted as, like, a relation, like a romantic relationship, so it could be, yeah. like, about two relationships in one, like, a romantic relationship and, like, one direction. Yeah, we'll have um, to do some, like, intense song discussions about that. Oh, yeah, definitely, and, like, psychoanalyze him. Exactly. So. Um, so, also, from this song now, like, now we have three songs, and we're starting to get a better idea of what the album's going to be like. Do you think this is a good representation of the album as a whole from what we have um i mean they all they all like go together i think mm-hmm. um but i think like it's you makes me intrigued to see like what the slower songs are like because mm-hmm. i think that's going to be definitely interesting because that's like what i like always pictured zane doing um and the pop stuff was like pretty shocking to me um so i don't know i think that like i'm definitely excited to see like the, what the rest of the album has in store but like i think that like um, just knowing that it's not going to be all R&B that I expected. I think that, like, I don't know. Um, yeah, having three, uh, singles definitely made it more, um, clear to me that it wasn't going to be what I expected. That was a really (laughs) all over the place. I'm sorry. I'm, like, a little sleep deprived, but I will do my best. That's okay. I understood you. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I agree. I think, like, it shows cohesion so far. We know, like, with Made in the AM, we got the first three songs, and it was a bit all over the place. We couldn't kind yeah. of pinpoint what the album was going to be like. But I think from the songs Zane has released, I almost said the songs. <laughs> the, <laughs> the zingles. The zingles. Um, yeah, I feel like we get an idea of what his album sound is like. And I'm digging it, you know? I'm excited. I'm excited to Me hear too. 
Um, and it'll be interesting to see how our favorite songs match up, like which ones we like or not when we hear them. Mm-hmm. I feel like with One Direction we have similar tastes, but you know it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, and and saying that, like this is pretty much a week away when this episode oh goes God. out. Like it's just over a week from when we're going to hear Zayn's album, and that's really crazy. And I know Kara and I are going to be recording like that weekend. Um, or, like, that Friday, I think. Like, like literally the, the day, day it comes, comes out. out. So it's yeah. going to be, like, a first listen reaction. And then when we have more time to sort of go into the songs, we will. Um, but we're definitely... I'm just excited to hear the whole thing and go through them. So... Me too. And I don't think that. we got to really... We didn't really do, a, like, a first impression type thing um, when we did our podcast about Made in the AM. So I think it's going to be interesting to sort of just, like, mm-hmm. really just give our first thoughts. Yeah. Because I think that's, like, so interesting. And then we can, like, see how they change over time. Yeah, because when I hear, like, a One Direction album, I want to savor it. But, like, I'm not, like, I don't know Zayn's music enough where I've built it up so much in my head where I really want to savor. Like, I don't mind mm. so much, like, listening to the songs. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I could spread it out, I think I would spread it out more than I'm going to have to listen to it. Also, just because, like, yeah. digesting 20 songs in one go is really tough. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it'll be it'll be a different way to, to look at the album, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, Zane's been talking about touring in some interviews he's done. He said, I've got a couple of shows coming up. I'm saving it meaning like saving performing songs live for when I'm start when I start touring I want to I want it to be a whole show right now it's broken down when I do a show for the first time I want it to be something they can enjoy so it does seem like he's going to be touring with his songs I mean why wouldn't he you know Um, yeah but I know people have been talking about him as a performer and like how he will be like on stage and what that will look like because I know a lot of People who are solo artists who perform have, like, backup dancers and people doing things on stage. Besides, like, Ed Sheeran, there's not many people who perform sort of solo. Um, In One Direction, there was five of them or four of them, so it's like they don't need so much else going on. So I'm kind of wondering what Zane's, like, performance will be like. And I think that's a larger discussion we can have, like, when we hear more news, but it's definitely something to think about. Yeah, because, like, when he, when I thought he was going to go down the R&B track, like, it kind of makes sense with, like, his persona just to kind of be, like, a chill, laid-back kind of show. But then when you hear, like, Pillow Talk and, um, like, I would, I just blanked for a minute, um, I just feel like I can't imagine him just, like, standing there singing that, like, without anything else going on. I guess, like, maybe some cool lights or something. Mm -hmm. I just, like, can't, I literally can't imagine it because, like, Justin Bieber, he, like, dances and has, like, backup dancers, and, like, I'm, I mean, I, I guess those aren't the, the, the best correlations between the two, but, like, I mean, I don't know, I, I definitely see similarities, like, in the type of music that, mm-hmm. um, that Zayn's producing in Justin Bieber's newest album, so. Yeah, definitely, and also because, like, Justin Bieber came from more pop, and so did Zayn, so they have yeah. pop as their background, and then going into R&B, they definitely take those vibes and, like, combine them with a new style, so. Yeah, and then talking about his weird capitalization, which we, I mean, I pretty, I like laid into it last week. (laughs) I wasn't very nice about it. (laughs) But he said, "Um, that's just something I used to always do. Like on my school stuff, 
and stuff. <laughs> people are really confused by it. I think people are saying they used to write like that on Facebook in 2005. Oh my god, did he listen to Talk Direction last Probably. week? <laughs> <laughs> he says, we're getting a mixed response with that. I like the way it looks, so I just went with it. But people are confused by it. So I think I'm reevaluating what I said, and it's not so much a trying to be cool thing. It's a I'm such a dork type of thing from Zane, where like he used to do this weird handwriting when he was little, and like was like, let me put it into my album. I don't know. That would be cute. I like that better. Yeah, I like that perspective better. But it's still like I would rather it not be like that. But whatever. We have better explanation for why he did it. I guess. Yeah, I've kind of gotten used to it now, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like. Kind of enjoying it. I don't know. I'm just, you know, my eyes are like going through, you know, uh-huh. journey every time I look <laughs> at the track listing. Um, and then I wanted to bring up an email that we uh, had written in by one of our listeners, Fishy, who um, was answering the question of whether Zane's music is cool outside of the fandom. Um, I don't listen to the radio a lot when I'm at school because I just use my, my own music, but... I just was wondering, like, do other people consider him cool now that he's not in One Direction? Um, And we just got a really nice explanation, so I'm going to read that. I have a couple of guy friends who usually don't talk about One Direction other than if it's with me, and who don't actively follow the band on their music, but I found that they actually really like Pillow Talk, and that was in quotes, Mm. and, and think that Zane actually has a good voice. I feel a little irritated when people use the word actually, because yes, of course he is talented. He was in the biggest boy band of our generation. But the significance of his talent has been overshadowed by the fact that he was in One Direction. People, by people outside the fandom. And I know their intentions are good, saying that he's talented, but I can't help but read into it like that. People like Justin Bieber and Zayn become this huge deal amongst the masses when they're distanced from their teenage girl demographic or older sound slash music. And I think that's a little unfair because talent transcends genres and can be appreciated by anyone. I know they all mean, I know what they all mean, and I'm very happy for Zayn doing so well, but a little part of me wants to lecture them about how talented Zayn has been for the past five years in One Direction and how the other boys are too. Um, I just, I think Tishy says this, or Fishy, sorry, says it very, very well. Um, and... Mm-hmm. Just, I think we've sort of mentioned stuff like this where when it's a, when it's teenage girls that are sort of the fan base and who appreciate a certain type of music or anything, a movie, a book, it gets very looked down upon by society. And as soon as someone distanced themselves from that, like they become cool all of a sudden and it's okay to like them and it's okay. Like I think of Zac Efron, you know, when he was in High School Musical, he wasn't considered like a real actor, but as soon as he, you know, does other things and like it's other people enjoying like his work, then he becomes more seriously looked at. Um, and I think the word actually is very important here, I think. Yeah. And like, I think I was like thinking about this and I think it's frustrating that people um, correlate like them liking something with it like, um, being good, you know what I mean? Like, you can still appreciate a talent and not like the music, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, people in, uh, talking about One Direction, like, they could still, you know, say that they're, they're talented 
they don't automatically, that doesn't mean you have to like them. I just don't understand, like, why people think that, like, it has to be, like, like, 100 or 0. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I don't know, just frustrating to me because I've seen that a lot and it's just, like, like, what's the point of, like, mm-hmm. saying that it's not talented? Like, it's not saying you like them. Like, it, does, it doesn't say anything about you. It, just, like, I don't know. I just, like, you have ears, you know? You can listen. Like, I don't, yeah. I, like, don't understand it. Just, like, you know, like, you can still appreciate something and not like it. Like, I've had a lot of books that I've, you know, you know, you've read and, like, I haven't liked, but um, I can appreciate, like, for what they are and stuff. Exactly. Um, I don't know. It's just exactly. frustrating to me. Yeah. But thank you for writing that in. And if anyone else has, like, cool, interesting points about this, you know, we're always, like, open to discussing them, especially if they're mm. feminist-related. Um, mm. Moving on to all of our news about Harry this week. It's like a Harry Zane news week. Um, our news about Harry this week is all the rumors going around about him acting in an upcoming movie called Dunkirk. And The Hollywood Reporter wrote a little bit about what this movie is going to be about, and they said, The Warner Brothers Film film centers on the British military evacuation of the French city of Dunkirk in 1940, one of the biggest battles during the war. Tom Hardy, Mark Rylance, and Kenneth Branagh, I should have looked up how to say these names, <laughs> are the bold names that will surround the newcomers in the film, the newcoming actors. Um, so this is Harry Styles acting in his first movie. I mean, it's not, like, confirmed by Harry himself, but there's been a ton of stuff going around a bit about it. Um, like, lots of different papers writing about him having this acting debut in this film. And I'm really hoping it's true because this is just so exciting. I think it is true. I like. I mean, like at this point, if it gets so much traction, like there's definitely some truth to it. Like you know, there's been rumors that like he's been planning on acting for a long time, and I just like I would love this, and I'm like taking it as truth right now because yeah. like just everyone has reported on it. So, um, and the the movie is um going to be directed by Christopher Nolan, who's great. You know, he's done. Oh, you have this written. Um, you know, dark the the Dark Knight, Inception, Interstellar. Um, and also one of my favorite all-time movies memento um and i love tom hardy and just think that like harry and tom hardy are gonna be in a movie together in like you know like interviews together like i am just over the moon like tom hardy is such a gentle man like i love (laughs) him so much he loves dogs like i can't i'm just so happy just picturing harry tom and I've never called him Tom in my life. Um, Tom Hardy <laughs> and, like, some dogs just uh-huh. all around. I'm just so psyched. I am so psyched. Wow. I'm getting even more excited just thinking about it. I know. And to think that this is, like, you have such a highly acclaimed director and yeah. and actors. It's not like Harry's doing his first debut film in, like, a movie, like, with some rando director. This is, like... Legit. This is legit. I was looking up facts about Christopher Nolan, and he's directed nine films that have grossed over $4.2 billion worldwide. Lord. And he's gotten 26 Oscar nominations and seven awards. So this is, Mm. like, legit. And if his movies get Oscar nominations and awards, like, who knows? Harry, I don't think it's, it's... It's probably one of the leading roles, but I don't know if he's, like, considered a lead actor in the movie. Like, he could get an Oscar. Could you imagine? Like, oh supporting my God. actor or, like, be nominated even? 
That would be literally crazy. I'm just, I'm so excited. I know. And I think I've like, you know, um, sort of dragged him a little bit in the past for his <laughs> acting on like iCar- iCarly and what was the other show he was on? Um, um, I don't remember. Something else. I don't know. Was it just like Carly? I, think I don't it was know. Just like Carly. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, but that was like years ago. And like, obviously, this is something he's like interested in. It's not like you just like go up onto like, I don't know, you don't just get Christopher Nolan to just like put you in a film. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter how famous mm-hmm. you are. So like, I bet he's like, you know, been working at this. And like, I'm just so proud of him. You know, like, this is such a cool outlet. I think that like, I don't know, I've never been able to act slash never will be able to, but I think it's such a cool craft. And I like love listening to actors like talk about acting. And I think that's like, he was like a born like, he was born to perform, and just, like, it's so cool to, like, see him, like, exploring this, like, in different outlets and stuff, and I think it's, it's just so cool, like, I think, I don't know, I'm just really excited for him, I'm excited to see, like, what he'll do, and, you know, I'm just really proud of you, Harry, good job. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, he used to act in plays when he was younger in school, and I know Mm -hmm. Gemma has mentioned that he's quite a good actor, and we saw him in Best Song Ever, the music video, which, like, yeah, was kind of silly, but I thought he did a good job at his part, you know? Like, maybe back in iCarly days, it was kind of, like, a funny situation. And he was playing himself, so it was a little weird. Um, But, like, I think this is going to be a lot different. And and according to, like, sources, um, Christopher Nolan, like, conducted the uh, casting process. And it said him and his co-producer, Emma Thompson, um, and Warner Brothers in general, were, like, really impressed by Harry's readings for the part. Um, And I don't think they would just pick Harry just to pick him because, like, uh, apparently this film is, like, really important to Christopher Nolan because, like, what it represents in British history. Like, Mm -hmm. it's this big rescue mission where 3,000 or 330,000 soldiers were trapped and surrounded by the German army and, like, a thousand British fleet boats, like, went in and saved them. Like, this is, like, a big deal to him. And I think a lot of different directors have been interested in this point in history and I don't think they mess up the movie just because they want to have Harry Styles in it like they're picking him because he did well at auditioning you know I would love to see his audition tape like that would be amazing oh my god I hope that pops up on YouTube I know (laughs) it'd be so great and it just like reminds me again like we don't know what these boys do day to day like going out to like these cats calls and like whatever else they do we have no idea so literally anything could happen and we wouldn't know you know and I just like wonder like I want to know has he been going to acting classes does he have like an acting coach like mm-hmm. I just want to know everything like Harry like hit me up and just tell me your thoughts you know mm-hmm. I just want to know like, stop tweeting burgers and like tweet us <laughs> <laughs> tweet us some interesting stuff yeah or just give us a you know exclusive interview yeah <laughs> on talk direction oh here. my god if we got him on talk direction that would be brilliant. Yeah, I was thinking about this for some reason. I was um, not about them being on Talk Direction, but I was, like, listening to Queen, and I, like, really wanted to ask, like, each of the boys, like, what their favorite Queen song is. That would be cool. Yeah. I saw your snaps of that. It was cute. You, oh, you did some it was... foot dancing. <laughs> oh, yeah, classic foot dancing. Um, also, I don't think we mentioned this, but it's supposed to come out in July of 2017, which is, wait, Oh, wait, oh, we're not in 2017. I was like, that's this year. It's, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but that's, that's like, a little over a year. That's crazy. Yeah. And the filming's supposed to start in May, so we might even, like, oh, oh. you know, get behind-the-scenes photos, like, pictures oh, yeah. sometimes that get released. Um, 
And filming's supposed to be in France, the UK, and Canada, and last about six weeks. So hopefully we'll get something, and then eventually trailers, probably. I don't know when trailers usually come out. It, it depends on, like, the film. Sometimes they come out, like, a year before the film comes yeah. out, which obviously that won't be happening if, like, May is when they're starting to film. But, like, it could they could come out in the fall or... I yeah, know. I could see, definitely see like fall. Oh wait, so it's only like six weeks the filming. Apparently, that seems that's quite crazy. Short to me. I um, have no idea about like movie directing and making though. So like that means like he mm-hmm. kind of has like a lot of time to do other stuff. Yeah. But I mean like I'm sure that like engrosses your entire life. But yeah, and you know. who knows if this is just the first film he's doing? If there's other acting True. opportunities he's going to be a part of. Um, mm. There were a lot of rumors that he was going to be in Scream Queens, which is a uh, a TV show that have ha- that has had um, like guest stars like Ariana Grande and Nick Jonas, but it seems like that's not actually happening. Um, but like, if there's rumors about that stuff, there could be other things in the works. You know, we just don't know. Um, yeah. So we'll just also, I feel to... like with yeah, like wait and see. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And also, I think that like with Scream Queens, I think it'd be interesting because it's sort of like a more funny role and I mm-hmm. think that he could definitely be more of himself and like mm-hmm. you know be goofy but like in a, obviously a war movie it's very serious right um so we definitely get to see like a like a wide range which would be really awesome so right. I kind of hope the screen scream queens thing is true even though I don't really like the show I watched like 40 minutes of it and was really not impressed but um yeah you know. I mean they did end up tweeting out that like they don't have him booked, but, like, oh, that dang. could mean, like, oh, shoot, we weren't supposed to say anything, or, like, yeah. he didn't actually confirm it yet, let's wait for a real confirmation. Yeah. So, we'll just keep following things, you know? Yeah. Um, but another big question that we have is, what's going to happen with Harry's hair? Because World War II, the the soldiers, uh, assuming Harry's going to be a soldier in the, in the film... Um, didn't have, like, long, curly locks, you know? <laughs> so, I, is this meaning, like, we're gonna, like, get his haircut? Um, and we got an email from a listener, Danielle, who sent us this article about um, Harry's hair and, like, when he was asked by Prince Harry about getting his hair cut. And I know we've talked about it before, like, people saying, oh, are you gonna donate your hair? Um, are you gonna send it off, like, for charity? Are you gonna whatever and this might be like what actually ends up happening where it will be cut um i don't think it's going to be buzzed because i don't Mm. think in world war ii like they had buzz cuts as i think a lot of soldiers do now but yeah um i don't know how do you feel about this kara um i don't know i just think that hair grows and (laughs) even though i honestly truly love his long hair um, if this is what his artistic soul wants him to do, then, you know, do it, man. Like, just do it, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> and we'll all live. We'll all hold hands and sing and, um, you know, burn pictures of him with long hair in remembrance. Um, light some candles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think we'll all get through it together. <laughs> and, like, the good um, comes with the bad. Like, we'll get to yeah. see Harry's face in IMAX. That's pretty exactly. great. Exactly. Oh, my like, God. You know, it's a good exchange. Wow. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, that's going to be great. I cannot wait to go see that with you. And just, I know. like And I'll be terrified and, like, have to shut my eyes for most of it. But, you know. I'll just, like, tell you when Harry's on screen. Yeah. <laughs> like, for the rest of it, you'll just close your eyes. <laughs> but there's been a lot of fan edits with Harry's hair shorter. and And they've even put him in, like, 
World War Two military outfits, and I gotta say, he looks really nice. And like, yes. it just—it's a different look, but I think it could work. And it's strange because we haven't seen Harry with short hair, even like, even when he was on X Factor, it was still kind of long and like curly out there. Like this, some of the edits we have are when it's quite quite a lot shorter and more like Liam length. Um, so it's it's different, but he does look very handsome, and I think. When people cut their hair, it shows off their face in a different way. Um, mm. So I know even when Harry wears his hair up in like a bun, uh, his like you notice his jawline a lot more because it's not as yeah. covered. So um, you know, I think it's just you know we keep changing and moving and growing. It will be lovely. So true, and also like I know that like this past week he there was pictures of him with like with his hair like all in his beanie, and everyone freaked out because they thought he got his hair cut. Like there was like mass hysteria, and um I contributed to it because I sent the picture to Kate. And I was like, oh my god, he probably cut his hair. Like when has LT as he put his all his hair in his beanie, you know, mm-hmm. and it just like perfectly came out like the times that this was announced. Um, but we got like a picture of him yesterday. Um, in Malibu. Um, with his long hair flowing in the wind, so false yeah. alarm. Folks. I hope he like lets us know so we have time to prepare. Like, He'll probably like tweet some weird like I don't even know like what word he'd tweet. You um, have to be really aware of any word that could be like related to hair. Yeah. So that we <laughs> or changing or yeah. like just anything. Hey, they burgers was burgers the code word? I don't know. It could. Be. I don't know what what's an anagram of burgers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we literally we need to be detectives on this so we can yes. say goodbye but you know change is good i guess sometimes true <laughs> i guess <laughs> um, but yeah so i'm looking forward to that i think acting could be a really great thing for him and i wonder if this is like where his career heads if like in the future he ends up being seen more as an actor than a singer like ooh, whoa because you know there are people who have transitioned where like that's who they become, and they're seen more as actors. Um, but I, I hope he doesn't not sing. Like, I know last yeah. week we did a whole new segment on him doing solo, like, artist work. And now we have this whole acting thing. Um, but it doesn't mean he can't do both, for sure. So true. You know, he's got to be, like, the triple threat or the double threat or whatever. Yeah, he's, like, the Da Vinci of the modern age. I don't know if that's the right <laughs> reference. Is Da Vinci the one who, like, could do a lot of things? Michelangelo? I don't know, man. I don't know. Old dudes who had a lot of talents. They're all talented. Very true. <laughs> but, like, Beyonce's done acting. Uh, true. What's her name? Who's on American Idol? She's a judge. Jennifer Lopez has done acting. Like, there's people that do both. Very true. Um, okay, so let's get into our main discussion this week. Like I said earlier, Little Black Dress versus Little White Lies. We asked on Twitter for a main discussion, um, and our lovely listener who wrote in earlier, Fishy, reminded us about a discussion we wanted to ta- wanted to have at one point um, where we, because we, we said, like, Little Black Dress and Little White Lies had very similar names and, like, the black and white references, um, so it's nice to be reminded of all those weird things we mentioned and then forget about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also, I also want to give a shout out to Fishy because her emails are all always so so nice to read. I know. Oh and my god. Just wow and thank you and you're so lovely and keep sending us nice emails. <laughs> I know. I seriously sometimes like read out parts of your emails to like my housemates like <laughs> just because they're so great and I'm just like please like listen to like what my awesome listener like one of my awesome listeners like yeah. sent like it's just so cool like oh man thank yeah. you so much yeah so 
Let's get into the songs. Little Black Dress is the 10th song on. They're both from um, Midnight Memories. I accidentally said Made in the AM. Both ones get flip-flopped in my head. But they're both from Midnight Memories. Um, Little Black Dress was written by Julian Bonetta, John Ryan, Theodore Geiger, Louis Tomlinson, and Liam Payne. And Little White Lies is the 13th song on the album, and it's written by Wayne Hector, John Ryan, Ed Druitt, Julian Bonetta, Louis Tomlinson, and Liam Payne. Um, and let's just, like, first the parallel title titles. Like, obviously they knew when they were putting these on the album, like Little Black Dress, Little White Lies, they, they would have known that those were the titles, I guess, or, like, known that. Um... But why do you think they did that? Or, like, why did they have paralleling titles, I guess? Um, I'm not sure. I think that both of them are, like, sort of, like, cliched sayings, like Little Black Dress Mm -hmm. and Little White Lies are both, like, really well-known sayings. So I think that, like, a lot of times One Direction likes to take sort of um, cliched sayings and, like, put their own spin on them or just, like, use them in songs. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, but I I don't know if it was... um, not intentional, but, like, if they were, like, let's put both of them on this album, or if it just, like, kind of ended up being like that, but it, Mm -hmm. I mean, it ended up being cool, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know if it was intentional or not. It could have just been, like, like you said, accidental, um, coincidental, but it is interesting to note, um, because they are on the same album, and while they're not, like, back-to-back songs, like, 10th and 13th songs, so. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but let's start with Little Black Dress, because this is the first song out of the two. Um, and I wanted to just break down the phrase Little Black Dress first, and, like, what that means as a title, sort of, but also, like, what it means to us in general, like, what is a Little Black Dress? Um, so what do you take a Little Black Dress to be there? I think, you know, when you hear that title, I feel like they always say that word in, like, yogurt commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Like, I don't know why, but I think that's, like, intrinsically linked now. It's, like, yogurt and, like, little black dresses. Or, like, cereal. Like, Kellogg cereal. Mm-hmm. Um, special K. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but it's, like, you know, the thing that, like, you're supposed to just have. Like, every person's was or every woman's supposed to have their little black dress you can just throw on and, like, run out the door. Which, like, who gets ready like that? But, um, mm-hmm. anyway, um... Yeah, I think it's just, like, a, you know, a classic staple. Like, you're, it's just, like, the thing that, like, you know you feel good in and you look good in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It's, like, that, that black dress you just throw on. And, um, but I, I also want to say, like, I was, I was at doing this with my sister. She helped me, mm-hmm. um, like, go through each of the parts and, like, dissect it and look at it from a feminist perspective. And she said when you hear a title like that coming from a group of people who were men who wrote it like obviously I don't know how they all identify their gender but like you know coming from that you might be a little more weary as like this is someone talking about a girl's little black dress I don't know like you're not not like it's a bad thing but you're sort of like okay like what is this gonna be could turn out to be something okay but it also could be like okay like what is this you know Mm. um like they're not talking about their own dress I guess (laughs) um (laughs) So let's start with the first verse. Little black dress just walked into the room, making heads turns, can't stop looking at you. It's all right, it's all right, it's all right, you know. So I think one of the biggest things I thought about this song was that, and I know, I don't know how Kara and I differ on opinions in this, because I think we, 
Like, I remember when we heard the songs first coming out, or, like, whatever, I think we didn't agree completely on how we felt about them, so it'll be interesting, like, now to talk about it. Um, But for me, right right off the bat, right off the bat, I see that, like, you're addressing whoever this person is as the little black dress and sort of objectifying the person rather than... I don't know, she's, like, her entire being and personality is being reduced to an article of clothing rather than, like, seeing the person behind the dress. It's like, I don't know. And, and I'm going to talk about this person as a woman just because I think women are typically objectified for what they wear. But obviously anyone, it could be anyone. And I think both the songs that we relate to, it could be about any type of relationship because I think there's bigger ideas um, rather than, like, the actual plot. Um, but I definitely think that, I don't know, I don't like that they refer to her as a little black dress rather than, like, a girl who happens to be wearing a black dress, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, like, I didn't even really think about that until you made that point. I think it's an excellent point. Like, it makes me, like, you know, really think about it. Um, yeah, I just, like, I don't know, I love that point, but, um, like, the way I took it, um, and I think that, you know, these aren't mutually exclusive, it's, like, when someone, you know, you see someone across a room, um, and you don't know, like, who they are or what their name is, like, you identify them by, like, what they're, you know, like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm a redhead, so, like, people might, like, you know, identify me as, like, Mm -hmm. the redhead across the room or something, or, like, the one with, like, a purple shirt on, um, so, um, I think that it's sort of more, it could be interpreted as just, like, um, you know, an identifier of, like, someone you find attractive, and it just sort of, like, a cheeky little like nickname but I also mm-hmm. do definitely see the whole obje- objectification because like a little black dress definitely um you know has some um I don't know I, I could see your point um but also I can see it just being like sort of like hasn't like having like an air of mystery and just sort of like oh who's like you know that cutie in the you know little black dress um um but I had something else I was gonna say but I don't really remember but like yeah I think um, it could just be, like, sort of just an identifier slash just, like, mm-hmm. a cheeky way of just, like, um, talking to them and just, like, kind of, like, not making fun of them, but, like, kind of just, like, you know, having some banter, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think definitely, and I think a lot of the so- parts of the song work that way, where it's, like, it really could go either way, and it's very yeah. much, like, the context of the situation. Um, so, yeah, I agree, it could be sort of not as an objectified thing mm-hmm. um but I went all feminist on this so <laughs> um so then the next point I wanted to make about this first verse was that comparing it to girl almighty which we talked about when in girl almighty the girl walks into the room like like a hot air balloon and like mm. that's why people like her it's like more personality based and like everyone's looking at her because she's just like awesome and like I know she draws attention to her just because of who she is. And I know we were talking about that in compared to steal my girl, where we said, you know, the girl's wearing tight jeans and like, that's why people are looking at her. Um, And I think this one goes more to like making heads turn. Can't stop looking at you because of what she's wearing rather than like who she is, which I think it's totally okay to be like, wow, that girl is killing it. She's looking hot. Like, look how great she looks, she looks sexy. I think that's okay. I'm not saying that's wrong, but it's also important to note that, like, if you're only looking at a girl for her body, 
than, or like treating women as sexual objects rather than full people, I think then it becomes problematic. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think for me, at least this, the line, um, just walked into the room, making heads turn, can't stop looking at you falls in between sort of like where like girl, girl almighty is like, you know, like the, probably the best, uh, example of like, um, liking someone for their like being mm-hmm. and then I feel like still my girl is kind of like at the bottom yeah. um especially like that jeans line I like hate that line mm-hmm. um and I think this is sort of like somewhere in the middle because for some reason it, it doesn't seem as sexualized to me mm-hmm. um because um I don't know for some reason because it's it's just talking about like um I guess they're talking about like all the heads turning but like they're talking about their I don't know for some reason it doesn't seem as um creepy and sexualized <laughs> to me Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure why I'll think about that and try to like pinpoint it more. Mm-hmm. And then we have, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You know, and I was confused about a lot of this and I had questions as to what it meant. Did it mean like you're trying to tell her it's all right? Like calm down. It's all right. Or like, it's all right. Like, do you need help with something or it's all right? Like, I know how you're feeling. I don't really know. Or is this him talking to himself being like, it's all right, like, you can keep it together, it's okay. <laughs> but then you have the you know, which makes it seem like more like you're talking to the girl. I don't really know. And I think it changes throughout the song. But right here, it might not be as bad or like, I don't know. How do you feel about those lines? I don't know. I never took it as part of the story. It just kind of sounds cool. But like also like trying to make it fit in the story. Like it sort of sounds like he's talking to her and saying that, like, the way it's positioned, it sounds like he's saying it's okay that people, like, that everyone's looking at her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, like, she's, like, really self-conscious or something. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just really, like, projecting. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, that's a nicer way to take it. He's, like, he's, like, calming her down because she just looks so good and everyone's looking at her. She's, like, oh, my God, like, all these eyes on me. So, like, now he's, like, um, it's okay, you know, like, you look great. Like, it's totally uh-huh. fine. Yeah. <laughs> my sister and I, when we did this, we did, um, like, worst case scenario and best case scenario oh my God, yes. <laughs> like, what could how could we interpret it so that like we're giving him the benefit of the doubt like yeah. the whole time mm-hmm. um that's so interesting <laughs> so it was funny to see like what we could come up with um but let's move on to the next verse little black dress did you come here alone it's too late it's too late it's too late to go home oh my god i never yeah. realized those are the lyrics yeah. oh god i hate that <laughs> so um the first line, the, the, did you come here alone? I, I have a little story to tell. Um, I don't know. I think you may have heard this or maybe I didn't tell you, but I went to five guys over winter break with my dad. It's a, it's a burger and burger shop. Just yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of a weirdly named place. <laughs> yeah. It's a burger place. Um, excellent burgers and excellent fries, by the way. So if you're near five guys, go get some. But, um, we went in and we had ordered and you have to like, it's one of those ones where you get a number and you have to wait for your meal to be called. And my dad like left the store to go over um, somewhere else to buy something. And I was left in the store and like one of the employees like came up to me and was like asking me if I came here alone or who would, who'd I come with and like, like if they could get my number. I don't know. It just made me super uncomfortable just because like, I don't know, as a young woman, like he was like a a, a number of years older than me and like a young woman alone in a store like don't come up to someone like that and like ask them if they came to a place alone like those made me totally uncomfortable so like this line it just reminded me of that and I wanted to share that story because I think it's important to share stories 
Um, yeah, that's just such a creepy way to introduce yourself to someone. Like, that, there's no nothing wrong with, like, you know, coming up to someone and making conversation, but asking them, like, the first, like, right off the bat, like, mm-hmm. did you hear, hear, what, did you come here alone? Like, that sounds like you want to kidnap them and dump their body in the dumpster behind yeah. the five guys. Like, there's nothing, like, cute about that. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. But side note, I love going, like, places with my dad because then no one really tries to talk to me because my dad's kind of, like, a formidable guy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to dads yeah um, that's that's what I have to say yeah um but yeah I I didn't even realize that was a line and then it's too late to go home I know um, good lord <laughs> <laughs> like what does uh, that mean like is it too late for them to go home together like is he going no it's too late we should go home separately or is he saying it's too late for you to go home like come with me like okay what does that so, like, mean my I'm gonna um you know Right off the bat, I think creepy because both did you come here alone and it's too late to go home are both creepy things alone and then paired together. It's just not a mm-hmm. winning combo. But um, in my, you know, uh, I'm going to do your whole thing about giving them the benefit of the doubt. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's too late to go home. Um, you know, the streets are dangerous. <laughs> um, so they're looking out for her and they want to, like, you know, protect her um, just, like, in, like, a human decency type of thing, not, like, a, you know, like, trying to, like, be the, like, male paternal Mm -hmm. figure or something, but just, like, oh, you should, like, take a cab home or something like that, and not, like, a creepy way, like, you should come home with me, just, like, oh, it's, like, kind of late, like, you shouldn't be walking if you came here alone, because, you know, as women, like, you're not, you, it's definitely scary slash not uh recommended to like walking the streets yeah like I was even thinking like what if the girl's a bit tipsy and he's going like do you have friends around I can come like contact like did you come here alone (laughs) like that's a really like treating it in like a good way (laughs) I don't know if that's what it all meant um there are definitely people out there like that though mm -hmm. that are nice and like would do that Mm -hmm. um and I also wanted to mention the song I've been getting really into Selena Gomez's album revival lately the song mm. Me and My Girls is an absolute jam, and one of the lines is like, um, I'm leaving with who I came with, and who I came with's not you, and she's talking about like coming with her girlfriends and like leaving with them, and oh, I don't know. I love that. It's such, an, it's such a fun song, so everyone should go listen to, check to that. that. I love like songs about just like girls and just like friends and yeah. groups, like, ugh, what great time. I know. It reminds me of Girlfriends when we saw that one live, but... Who sings Iconopop. that? Iconopop. Iconopop, girl. That was so great. Another great song. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's like a sketch kind of thing. And I think we can give everyone the benefit of the doubt in like the situation, but I think it's also really important to remember that this is music that's going out to a lot of young people. Yeah. And they're going to interpret it how they interpret it. And when you're writing something like this, you have to, like, you can't be like, oh, that's not what I was saying, if it very easily comes across in Mm. not a good way. Like, we can say maybe that's not what they meant, or, like, even if they weren't thinking it, we could say there's a storyline that's positive, but there's a lot of storyline in this that's not okay. And Mm -hmm. I think that comes across more strongly to me and sharing that with like a group of young people, especially young women is not Mm -hmm. okay in my mind. Yeah. Especially I had a, I had a thought, but it completely left me. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I have no idea. Okay. (laughs) Let's move on. And if it comes back to you, we can talk about it. Okay. Um, the next bit is, again, the repeated, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right, you know. Um, and this comes after saying, like, it's too late to go home. So, 
Like, is this him now saying, it's all right, like, you don't, like, it's all right, you might not be sure, but I'm sure, or it's all right, we don't have to go home together. Mm. I don't really know. I think it's unclear still. Yeah, or also maybe she's crying and he (laughs) is um, just like, you know, puts his hand on her shoulder and it's like, you know, it's all right, you know, Mm -hmm. you're okay. Um, Because, like, that would fit with the whole, like, did you come here alone? Like, you're Mm -hmm. tipsy and you're kind of, like, you're just, like, kind of out of it. Like, your head's not on straight. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. That that would be a nicer way to interpret it. But then we have the next lines. (laughs) Oh, God. I want to see the way you move for me, baby. I want to see the way you move for me, baby. I want to see the way you move for me. Mm. So, now it seems like they're maybe dancing together. I feel like the way that you move for me can be taken in a more innocent way, but it could also be taken in a sexual way. Yeah. Um, And whatever way it is, he's saying that I want to see the way you move for me. So he's very much putting that, like, she's doing whatever she's doing for his own pleasure or, like, for his own happiness. And, like, she's moving for him rather than, like, moving because she wants to move or, like, moving because she wants to feel sexy or whatever it is, you know, she wants to dance. Um, and I think if she was saying herself, I want to move for you, it would be a lot different than him saying, I want you to move for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think, like, even without the words just for me, it would be a better sentence. It yeah. wouldn't be perfect, but it would be better if I just said, I want to see the way you move, baby, instead of, like, making it all about, like, it's mm-hmm. for him. Exactly. Um, you know, I just... uh Uh. he's taking away her agency like that's not empowering the girl yeah and it just like sort of like creepy like to like um after it comes um after it's all right it's all right like a Mm -hmm. mantra of that it just kind of sounds a little a little creepy but it could also be like the it's all right it's repeatedly just like you know it's okay like um it's like just a fun night you know it's like Mm -hmm. just a fling like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um yeah, I think it could be, but I think this is a derogatory way to talk towards women. Yeah, in I'm not a fan of this line. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we have Little Black Dress, who you doing it for? Little Black yeah. Dress, I can't take anymore. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right, you know? So this is the person asking, like, who are you dressed up for? Why are you in that Little Black Dress? Who are you trying to impress sort of thing? Um, it goes back to, like, did you come here alone or are you, like, with your partner are you with someone kind of thing or are you just like here to like I don't know and I I feel like this is assuming that she can't dress up for herself you know or like want to look good for herself it's like I'm like now like reading these lyrics like I really like the song and just like the sound of it but like listening reading these lyrics it's like some of the most annoying things someone can say to a woman like Mm -hmm. all wrapped in one like who you doing it for like when someone gets dressed up like it's sometimes you just want to like look you know at like while you're walking past a mirror of a store not a mirror uh, like a you know store window and be like yo I'm killing it today like you know what I mean like it's not about other people like I dress Mm -hmm. up sometimes when I'm literally not even leaving my house and do my makeup for like myself just Mm -hmm. because it's fun and like you know, you feel good about yourself. Like, that's just such a dumb question. I hate that question. It's one of my least favorite questions. And the combination of all of these things in this song is just, like, kind of making me upset. Um, mm-hmm. Because just let the girl wear her little black dress for her own dang self, man. Yeah, and maybe she's not 
just wearing it, like, she could be wearing it for herself or just because she wants other people just to, like, appreciate her. But it doesn't have to be, like, someone she's interested in or in a, like, sexualized way or romantic way. It could just be, like, sometimes you want to wear makeup because you want people to like your makeup, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it could be on whatever level. And yeah. There's no, re- there's no reason to be, yeah. like, embarrassed about, like, wanting to look good when you step out. Right. Um, you know, and feel confident. Like, you can, like, want to dress up for other people, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just, like, when people ask you about it, like, I don't know, for some reason that just, like, it just, like, it sounds, like, almost like an, inter- like an interrogation. Like, like, who are you doing this for? Like, yeah. you know. Not for you. <laughs> um, and then we have, like, I can't take anymore. It's not right. Like, like, he can't take looking at her anymore. Like, it's not right that she's not with him or they're not dancing. Yeah. Or, like, it's not right. Like, you're too hot and, like, you know it and you shouldn't have been that hot. And, like, it's not right for me to have to sit here. I, I don't know. But, again, I don't like these lines. And it's confusing, yeah. but I don't like it. Yeah, I can definitely see the whole thing where it's, like, um, like why are you teasing me? Like, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, like, just, dude, she's just just chilling there like she's mm-hmm. just hanging out um but also maybe like it's not right about like how good you look and like you know like when um people like do this all the time about like a celebrity that they like or they think is attractive is like why are you like I hate you so much like as a yeah. joke you know what I mean but like I generally don't think that this is like what they're going mm-hmm. off of but like sort of like you know it's like just like um you're so attractive it's like not right it's like not possible sort of mm-hmm. thing I guess like I'd rather have that be the context than like mm-hmm. it's not right that you're standing there without like being with me because that's mm-hmm. just like creepy and weird yeah. um so we have the next verse little black dress what's your favorite song that's an okay line asking about her favorite song great yeah then we have little black dress <laughs> I won't do you no harm that's uh... creepy <laughs> that is creepy <laughs> 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 so like what's your favorite song maybe he's asking to like get the dj to play a song or like so they can dance together like but then i won't do you no harm <laughs> why do you need to say that if someone comes up to you and was like i'm not gonna hurt you you get away from that like that is not okay get away like, oh my god imagine if someone came up to you in the club and the, your their opener was what's your favorite song and then the literal next sentence was like i'm not gonna do you any harm like what are you talking about like i don't i don't know what you're talking about like that's literally how you get like escorted <laughs> off the premises of any place it's so creepy oh. god like normal people don't feel the need to preface their like conversation <laughs> by telling people they're not gonna hurt people. That's just oh weird. Oh my god! <laughs> like um, this exact like um telling saying like I won't do you no harm is something that someone will do you harm yeah. would say. You know exactly. what I mean? Like God. <laughs> okay, then we have the it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. You know, it's all right, it's all right. Cause I'll take you home. So this is right after the person's like, I'm not going to hurt you. It's all right. It's all right. I'm not going to hurt you. I will just take you home. <laughs> no. And it's also uh, this, this, it's all right. seems so condescending to me where it's like, just come with me. It's all right. Like you have no autonomy. I'll just, I'll take you home. Or is it like, it's all right, honey. I'm going to walk you home because you have no friends here. Like, I don't know. Either way, it's just creepy. And that w- yeah. Cause it's like. I don't know, um, a dude trying to walk a girl home who's drunk from a club, I don't know, just, like, I know that it could be, you know, nice, but, like, 
on the off chance that it's not like it just that's just like a creepy thing and just like a scary situation to be in Mm -hmm. and just like because I'll take you home it's not a question it's like Mm -hmm. a a statement you know and I don't it's just like kind of creepy because it just like it just kind of like mind bending her in a way it's like not giving her any choice in the matter it's like uh I think she has you know like a choice like yeah and also this isn't just like I'll walk you home. This could be, like, I'll take you home with me type of thing. Yeah. So that's even less joy. So that's great. Uh, uh. Um, and then we end off the song with the I want to see the way you move for me, baby. And it ends with For Me, which Rebecca just, my sister, wanted to point out that it ends up with, like, mm. all about him. And, like, it's all about mm. what he wants. Like, there's no conversation here going on. Um, and it's just, like, her giving him what she, she he wants the whole time, I guess, or whoever the speaker is. Um, Man, and like I said, I feel like this could go with any type of relationship. This is not just like a boy and a girl. It just happens to be no, yeah. like what the context is. But this could happen in any type of way, in any which way you look at it. It's not okay mm-hmm. for the person who's singing to come across this way to whoever they're talking to. Yeah, man. Um. Musically, I love this song. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought to end like, on a positive note. Yeah, like Little Black Dress and Little White Wise. Like I feel like they just really embody the sound of Midnight Memories. Like that really poppy rock like sound. I don't know. Honestly, I think like Little Black Dress is more on the rock spectrum. It like, really is. Like yeah. really far. I think that it could be like honestly classic 80s like in a teen movie like you know the band is playing it at the like the Mm -hmm. the semi-formal and like there's a bunch of like crazy poofy dresses and um then there's just this one girl with like a sleek black dress on and um yeah anyway (laughs) I just got really into that um but yeah oh man like reading these lyrics I think both of these songs well we're about to get into Little White Lies right Mm -hmm. um but I think these are both some of my problematic faves if you will (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, and it sucks because like they're fun songs to jam to and sing to, but there's mm. just so many issues with the words. And like, like yeah. we said, you can interpret it like in a positive light, where like whoever the speaker is is doing everything right, but like you have to recognize that then like there is just I think it's problematic any which way, really. Yeah, and also because I I that's why we're talking about like all the um options of the storylines because we don't want to be the kind of people who like just gloss over like the very harmful connotations Mm -hmm. um because that's really important too and you can't I don't know I think that you can like um still like a song and acknowledge its um problems and we're all about that here in Talk Direction is you know acknowledging some for its problems but also still liking it and not Mm -hmm. being um you know ashamed of that so Mm -hmm. exactly so let's move on to Little White Lies And I wanted to first, like, give our own definitions of Little White Lies and then sort of see how that stands up in the song itself. Okay. Um, Because to me, a Little White Lie is something you tell someone where you don't really want to hurt their feelings or it's going to be, like, a problem either for you but mostly for them. Like, if your mom cooks something gross and you say, oh, mom, like, (laughs) I love your cooking or something, like, that's making sure you don't get in trouble, but also, like, why hurt your mom's feelings or something, you know? If yeah. it's not a big deal. Unless, you're like, it's going to be something carried on, you're going to have to keep lying forever. But, like, if she <laughs> makes one gross dish, like, you know, just be nice about it. But, like, that's what I see a little white lie, about, like, is. What do you think, Kara? 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that, like, Little White Lies, like, kind of has a connotation about, like, sort of, like, um, doing it for the other person and for mm-hmm. their benefit. And it's, like, kind of a nice thing, you know? Like, yeah. obviously, like, I'm not a proponent of lying, um, but I think that, like, if, um, the pros outweigh the cons, mm-hmm. um, why not just, like, you know, I don't know, just be nice to people. And even if that's, like, a tiny little, like, you know, bending of the truth, mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know. I, I'd rather just be nice to someone than, like, I don't know, just, like, be a hundred percent like truthful all the time because mm-hmm. sometimes you don't need to be like that so mm-hmm. yeah that's my definition it's just like yeah yeah so let's get into the song now okay first verse if this room was burning i wouldn't even notice because you've been taking up my mind with your little white lies little white lies um i don't think here you have a lot of context as to what they're meaning by little white lies no um so like maybe at this point that's they're using the term correctly. Um, and there's not much there's to no say. context to <laughs> say that no they context. don't or do. <laughs> um, but we're about to hear what the little white lies are. So do you have anything to say about this first verse or should we just keep going? No, but now I like really want to jam out to the song after this <laughs> episode. So. Okay. Um, so here come the little white lies. You say it's getting late. It's getting late. And you know, and you don't know if you can stay, if you can stay. So this is someone who's at a party with someone else or something, or, like, maybe not a party, maybe they're just, like, hanging out together. And the person's saying, like, it's getting late, like, I think I should probably go, I don't think I can stay tonight, like, I think I should get home. Now, are these considered little white lies, Kara? (laughs) No. Okay, like, if someone's telling you this, chances are they don't want to go home with you. Chances are probably 99.75 that they don't want to go home with you. And it's like, you, I just... Like, what do you, what do you, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into this more because it's pretty much the entire point of the song, but it's, like, what are you going to get out of, like, saying that, like, oh, you're lying to me? Like, that just sounds psychotic if you're (laughs) saying, like, no, what do you mean? You don't have to get home. Like, you're staying here. Like, you, you're just lying. Like, stop lying. Like, that's psycho. Yeah. It's, these aren't, like, little white lies. You little white lie when you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. But this is clearly someone uncomfortable in a situation who wants to leave. Unless they're really, like, like, teasing the person really hard. But most of the time when someone uses these phrases, this is like, I feel uncomfortable. I don't know how to get out of this situation. I know I've even said stuff like this, where, like, you make up something because you don't know how to deal with it. Or if Mm. you feel like you're in danger and you're going to be, like, put in a worse situation if you tell the truth and say you don't want to be with the person. Like, this is sort of, like, safety trying to protect yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, because, like, sometimes you can't say no because, um, like, in these kind of situations, like, women have, like, literally gotten beaten or killed for, like, Mm -hmm. outright rejecting people, but in uh, lighter news, um, (laughs) uh, yeah, I think that, like, I don't know, like, people, if you want, if they want to stay, like, they would sort of, like, make it happen and just, like, not really care about the time, Mm -hmm. but, like, if they're, like, you know, purposely, like, putting that out there, like, clearly, like, it's not for no reason. Mm -hmm. And then we keep going, the person says, but you don't, but you, you don't tell the truth. No, you, you like playing games. So, like, did they just meet the person? Or do they know this person? For me, with the whole context of the song, it seems like they know the person more rather than, like, the little black dress girl where they didn't know her very well. Um, yeah. But this person saying, you're lying to me. You're not telling the truth. You're, like, teasing me. You are pl- you were being flirtatious. Like, 
now you're lying that you don't want to come home because you were flirting with me all night, like, or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I, like, now you're playing games and, like, this isn't a game, you're coming home with me. I just think this is a horrible message to send to young fans. Like, yeah, you could take it as a, like, flirtatious thing, but I think, I just think it's really bad the way, they don't make it clear enough that it's, like, consensual, you know? They really don't, because I think that, like, playing games and, like, you know, like, a little bit of back-and-forth banter slash flirting, obviously that's harmless and fine, but then, like, saying you don't tell the truth is, like, really, like, overbearing and, like, again, creepy, Mm -hmm. Um, because, I don't know, that's just, like, a really intense way to put it, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it just, it's, I don't know, I really don't like that. Yeah. Then we keep going. Your hands touching me, they're touching me, and your eyes keep saying things. They say of what we do when it's only me and you. I can't concentrate. So they're touching each other. They're sort of flirting. Like this could be <laughs> like I don't know why, but you. <laughs> oh, okay, go on. <laughs> what? I just like the way you said they're touching each other. It just sounds so like, clinical. <laughs> like, I no, I, I don't mean like I don't. I think it's more like. Like, your, like, hands are touching, or you're, like, you're still, like, in the party or whatever, and you're just sort of, like, touching the person. I don't think it's, like, in that touching. um, (laughs) No, I know, but it just, like, sounded weird to me. Okay, Um, go on. (laughs) But, so this is, like, your eyes keep saying things, but I don't think eyes are good enough as your mouth saying things, you know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like, you need, you need a vocal, like, consent type thing going on. Um, and to me, when it's only me and you, like, saying things we do together, it makes me seem like, seems like they have done things together before. Um, but we have to remember that that doesn't mean that because they hooked up before that they have to hook up again. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really important message in this, uh, song that comes across very badly. It's not teaching the message, but I think we need to pull the message out that, whether or not this person is flirting with the other person or they have done things in the past doesn't mean they're obligated to do things in the future. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, I don't know, like that's definitely the number one uh, interpretation of this. Mm -hmm. Um, um, But also like I could see like, you know, they've hooked up in the past and like for some reason like um, the other person is sort of like, I don't know, just, I don't know, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm going to word it. So, yeah, let's just carry on. Okay, so yeah. then we have, that's all I'm thinking about. All I keep thinking about, everything else just fades away. That alone is not that bad. <laughs> like, they're thinking about the person. Um, so I don't know what else to say about that. Um, and then we have the repeated, uh, if this room was burning. And then we get to, you say you're a good girl, but I know you would, girl. Because you've been telling me all night with your little white lies, little white lies. So I think the you say you're a girl, girl, this say is like the girl has said to him, like, no, I'm a good girl, I don't do that, or no, I want to be a good girl. So like, whoever is talking about this good girl, whoever said it first, clearly doesn't know what a good girl is. I think the girl might have the wrong impression of what it means to be a good girl, um, because this says to me, like, oh, good girls don't hook up with other people. Good girls, like, stay with their friends and, like, don't have sex and all this type of stuff. And that's not what a good girl is. Um, so that's very, like, a closed perspective. And this is, like, 
making it seem like girls shouldn't have sexual freedom. Do you agree with that, Karen? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, though, always the term good girl is always going to just sound creepy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just, like, sounds, like, infantilizing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when you make someone, like, seem younger than they are. That's, like, what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say. Um, and it just, like, it, it really creeps me out. I, I'm not I'm not a fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they say, I know you would, as in, like, you have Ugh. in the past. You know? And it's just, like... What? I'm just like, but like, you don't know because mm-hmm. she's not telling you. She's just like saying she doesn't want to, but somehow you're interpreting it because you From see her it in her eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and this is just like that Robin Thick song, Blurred Lines. And I feel like this whole song is very much like blurred lines, you know? Like, mm, yeah. That's what, that's, it reminds me of that song. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's really scary and gross. Yeah. Um, I'm going to write a song all about how important communication is. <laughs> yeah. And how, you know, you just got to talk. <laughs> yep. So then we move on. Now they've gone home together. Backseat of the cab. We're in a cab. We're in the cab. My lips getting so attached. They're so attached. So they've decided, whether it be consensual or not, to get in the cab together and they're making out. Um, then we have... Now you want to make some rules. Now cool. Then we'll watch them break tonight. So that's great. Let's set some ground rules for tonight. How far we're going to go, what we're going to do, what we're both comfortable with. And this is now you want to make some rules. So it seems like the girl or whoever they're talking about. I mean, it said girl earlier, but wants to make some ground rules about how the night is going to go and what's going to happen. And then they're like, the other person in their head is like, okay, that's cool, but they're going to break eventually tonight. We're going to break those rules, those ground rules we've set. Which, I mean, if they consensually decide to do something that they didn't initially want to do, but this just is weird where they're already pre-thinking that these rules are going to get broken, you know? That's such a creepy way to do it. (laughs) Man... If someone tells you something, just, like, don't think in your head, like, oh, yeah, like, agree, like, outwardly, but then internally be like, oh, heck no, like, I'm not gonna even, like, try mm-hmm. to, like, um, you know, respect that. Like, mm-hmm. that's just, that's terrible. And, like, you should never pressure someone into doing more than they're comfortable with. If they say this is what they're comfortable with, like, don't pressure them or don't coerce them into doing more just because, like, you want to, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what that seems like to me. Um, I don't know how it could be interpreted better unless they decide to break them consensually, but as a preconceived idea, it kind of seems stupid. Yeah, or maybe, like, they're gonna play some board games, and, um, they're gonna really mix it up and, um, break the rules of Monopoly You know, I totally didn't think of that. That's so right, Kara. Way to bring it back. Thank you. It's probably the only interpretation that's correct. (laughs) Yep. Okay, then we have, I know what you want, and I've been waiting so long. Do you really know what the girl wants? Like, you can't know what she wants. She knows what she wants. You can't mind read or read through her eyeballs. Um, and like Also, and then, I've been waiting so long? Yeah. Okay, but you're not the only one involved here. Exactly. It's like, it's more, the person's thinking more about what they want and like what they've been waiting for than making sure they're both on the same page. Uh, yeah. Um, so then we have some repeated things that we already talked about. And then we have, 
I know you want it. I know you feel it too. Let's stop pretending that you don't know what I don't know, just what we came to do. Um, again, he's, or the speaker speaking for the person. Like, why don't you ask her, or whoever it is, why don't you have a consensual conversation and not assume, I know what you want, I know you feel it. Like, have a conversation, give the other person autonomy. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like this is so nonverbal, and these aren't little white lies, and I don't know. What do you think about yeah. this? Because, like, there are definitely, like, nonverbal cues you get from someone mm-hmm. who's, like, into you and stuff, but, like, this is just not the way to sing about them. <laughs> um, because it seems, like, because, like, nonverbal cues, like, it's not, like, someone who's, like, literally, like, pushing you away and, like, saying no. It's, like, mm-hmm. someone who's, like, you know, like, um, it just, like, I don't know, a hum- human way to, like, express interest in someone, um, like, mutual interest with someone mm-hmm. without, like, using words, but, like that's consensual still and that's like mutual mm-hmm. um and yeah this is absolutely not white lies it's her saying her feelings but you're just choosing to disregard it and mm-hmm. pretend it's a lie because it, it makes you feel better and it uh, doesn't uh, like so align with like what you want to get out of this night which is just creepy and it's, uh, just don't call it a lie dude because it's just the truth but clearly um i don't know you just don't want to hear it mm-hmm. so that's sort of like everything else is repeated Um, so that's the breakdown of both songs. And now I just wanted to bring up some points that I saw, like, we've sort of talked about them, but let's just talk about them again between both songs. Um, I mean, at least in Little White Lies, it says girl. And then the other one, um, we don't know who it is they're talking about, but either way, whatever the subject is they're talking about, um, in Little Black Dress, they're talking at the person and they don't really know anything else besides what she's wearing. And then in Little White Lies, you get, like, a little bit more about the person, but it's still, again, the person talking for them, and there's no dialogue, really. It's like, it's just the person really has no say in either of the songs, I don't think. Um, and then we have objectification as a theme, very much treating the person as an object, not giving them a voice, assuming how mm-hmm. they feel, how what they want, Um, rather than asking and, again, having that conversation. Um, And then I think consent is a big thing. We've mentioned it multiple times throughout, like, this discussion. Um, And I think it's just really important to talk about consent in general, um, where, like, you're having conversations and you're looking at the body language cues of someone and making sure that you're on the same page and you both want what's happening and you, whatever capacity that is, You know, like, like I said, just being at five guys and having a guy talk to me like that, that wasn't, I didn't feel good. You know, that wasn't like anything really extreme, but like, that wasn't good. I didn't want to be there. It made me uncomfortable. So even something like that, or, or like touching someone on the shoulder, you can read someone's body cues. Like people have different levels of comfort. And I think it's important to set those boundaries and to understand them and to look at a person and to talk to someone about what those boundaries are in whatever the situation may be. And then also like accept what they say and not pretend that they're just quote unquote lying Mm -hmm. um, because you apparently think you know them better than they know themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Also when you're talking to someone trying to have an, uh, you know, communication, don't say creepy things like, 
I won't do you no harm or like, 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 did you come here alone? And like all this kind of weird stuff like that. Just like, you know, be, uh, I don't know, not creepy. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also weird because like maybe on first listen, we didn't hear these or a lot of people didn't hear the problems with the songs or like, you don't think to sit and dissect the lyrics and like what's actually happening. Um, like, as soon as you dissect them, you're like, wait, hold up, this is weird. This doesn't, this doesn't feel comfortable with me. This doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. There's, like, something going on that's not okay. And I really don't think that with the audience who One Direction has as an audience, and really, in general, if you're going to write a song like this, you need to do it in a better way so it does seem more consensual, so it does come off in a different light because I think you can talk about a girl being sexy or talk about what she's wearing or talk about that flirtatious sort of back and forth, but you have to do it in a way that presents it like where it doesn't seem like it's not consensual or it doesn't seem like you're giving the person, the other person a voice, you know, like there's ways to do it, but just this isn't the way, even if you interpret this in the best way, I just don't think it should have, these should have been songs like that were written this way, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. I think it could... Yeah, it definitely could have been, like, the subject matters could have been written about in a better way, definitely. And it's just so weird how, like, a few words could have changed it and made it so mm-hmm. much better. Because I think um, about Made in the AM, and the worst song that we have there is Wolves, which we haven't yet dissected, but we will in the future, um, in terms of, like, uh, giving the, the subject sort of a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other songs that are more similar to these type, where it's sort of like that party, like maybe one night stand type thing. We have perfect. That's like that. We mm-hmm. have, um, never enough. And yeah. Uh, what's that other one that Niall wrote? Um, um, temporary fix, temporary fix. Those all relate to similar sort of atmospheres or I get similar images, but I think those are done in in such a better way where it seems consensual and it seems like both people are on board and they're having fun. And like, it does talk about that back and forth, but in a much better way. Yeah, I agree. Um, so like, do you think a song like this would be written on an album where we're like, Whoa, that's so bad. Do you think like maybe the boys know better now or maybe just their songwriting's improved. So it's not because like these both songs are very repetitive and don't have so much to go on. So it seems a bit wishy-washy. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think that they have learned, um, (laughs) but I'm, I'm not going to like, you know, put that and, uh, kind of assign that on them Mm -hmm. because I have no idea like what they do. (laughs) I don't know what's going on in their brains. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that like also just comes from, yeah, like growing up, um, and like seeing what makes a good relationship is, you know, like communication Mm -hmm. and, like, even just, like, a, you know, um, casual casual chat with someone in a club or something. Like, communication, like, you know, like, mutual, like, interest is, mm-hmm. like, what's, what you're aiming for. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think that it's, like, you know, a combination of things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's pretty much the wrap up of the main discussion. I like that. I mean, I feel like it wasn't, I don't want it to be too negative because these songs are fun to jam to, but I think yeah. it's important to talk about like things that aren't perfect about One Direction every once in a while, you know. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and I think there's some good lessons to be learned and, and things to be talked about. And I'm sure everyone has stories like this, whoever you are, 
where um, you can relate to things um, that we've talked about. So feel free to share those with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move on to recommendations for this week. Um, mine is about one of our wonderful listeners, Johanna, who has started a blog. And she was on, she's been on a couple of episodes. She's co-hosted a couple of times. Um, and she mentioned it when she last co-hosted that she was starting a blog. But now it's finally launched. Um, and her Twitter is at Johanna underscore Elise underscore, which is J-O-H-A-N-N-A. Um, and then her blog's called itsjustjohanna.com. And her first post is like six facts about her. And she does like fun color trivia type thing where like she's, she collects names of colors that are like weird and she shares them with us. So hopefully we'll get new colors. So it just, it's really cool. And I'm really excited for what she's going to do. Um, and Kara, I know you read it too, right? Yeah, I really liked it. And I can't wait to see like, where it goes. Um, I don't know. I just like love reading people's blogs that like I know of or like know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like it's so fun. And I, I loved the part about the fun color names. I think that's like so unique and interesting and I can't wait to like learn more of them. Yeah, so everyone should go check out her blog or visit her Twitter and give her some love for that because that's exciting. Um, and Kara, what do you have to recommend this week? Um, so I this is actually a recommendation from one of our listeners, Lucia. And she recommended a podcast called Alice Isn't Dead. And it's um, by the same people who did Welcome to Night Vale, um, which, I, which is a podcast I really liked a couple years back. And I'm actually getting back into it because I don't know why I, ne- I stopped listening to it because it's honestly absolutely up my alley. But um, Alice Isn't Dead is a podcast that's like, um, I want to say like 23 minutes long. It's like 25 minutes long. And it comes out every two weeks. And the story is like a sci-fi sort of horror type thing it's 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 kind of scary Caitlin wouldn't like it um a little violent um not too violent though but like the storytelling is so incredible and um it's about this woman who's a truck driver and she's going she's searching for her wife I think that's like what the the basic uh, general gist is but there's definitely like sci-fi elements like you know supernatural elements um and it's it's so awesome it's so well done like the proje- production value is incredible like I don't know, just like the writers on this on the the story, I just I love their style and it's just like incredible and just makes me want to creatively write um because I'm always kind of afraid to, I don't know why, but it just it's just amazing like the details and like I think it's like it takes a certain kind of talent to like make you f- afraid from just like hearing words. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, and just, like, not much, like, uh, you know, um, what's it called? Like, sound effects or anything. It's, like, basic storytelling, but it's, like, it was very creepy, and, like, I loved it, and I'm so excited to, like, see how it goes, mm-hmm. or where it goes. So, um, yeah, Allison isn't dead. Also, the cover art for it is beautiful, and I, like, stared at it for, like, 25 minutes the other day, because it was, like, <laughs> truly, like, amazing. Of, honestly, uh, I love, like, good graphic design. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Lucia, for, for recommending that, and everyone should go check it out. And then we have Tweet of the Week this week. Mine's actually an Instagram post. Well, it's also posted on Twitter from Harry's mom, Anne, who wrote, Help the little birds save the fluff from your tumble dryer. I'm told it makes a comfy nest. And then the picture was her hanging up, like, outside, I guess, like, for the birds. Um, the, like, the 
like whatever comes out of the tumble, like the dryer when you clean your clothes and you have, yeah, the lint, all like the fluffy lint that comes out and it's all like hung up outside. (laughs) And this just, it makes me like just love seeing this correlation between Anne and Harry and like how alike they are and how cute they are. And it's just like, this is very much Harry's mom. I don't know. I just, you know, I can totally see Harry doing something like this. God, like, that's just so adorable. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's something most people, like, wouldn't think of doing. Yeah. It just, it's such a cute little, like, I don't know, tiny thing. And I love it. How she, like, posted on Instagram. Oh, man, I love Anne. Mm-hmm. This is another, like, I love Anne segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our weekly I love Anne segments. <laughs> yes. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Okay, so on to my tweet of the week. That was a horrible segment. I mean, uh, segue, but um, I'm not the segue queen. That it's Caitlin's job. Um, <laughs> my tweet of the week is also an Instagram post, so we're bending the rules a little bit here, but um, it's from Nile, and I had to put this as my um, the tweet of the week. Um, and it's Nile's post um, from the beach that my friend was at, and um, the caption is Maya Bay. So that's like where he was. And it was just like, honestly, I sent it to like, all my friends who would care about Niall's face, which should be all of them, so I don't know what the heck. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, like, his scruff, his, like, little sunburn, like, you know, you need to, like, be keeping up with that sunscreen, dude. Like, you have pale Irish skin. Um, but his hair, like, what a dude. Like, what a face. What a guy. Like, mm-hmm. I... Man, that... I just... His eyes, just, um... Yeah, A-plus. he looks really lovely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And did you see the comment Louis left on the Instagram yes. post? <laughs> Do you have that? No, I don't have it with me, but, like, um, Louis commented, like, Maya Bay, you should go again, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, that was such, I love that type of humor. Uh, yes, so me good. too. That's, like, that's pinnacle of humor to me. Yeah. Um, all right, and then our question of the week is, what do you think of Little Black Dress and Little White Lies? Did you realize there were problems with the songs when they came out? Or maybe now that you're older or that feminism has become a bigger thing? Um, Or just, like, in general, do you think the songs... How do you think the songs should have been written, like, so that they weren't as sending bad messages to young fans, I guess? Yeah, Um, that'd be interesting to try to, like, rewrite them. Yeah. I feel like we've been saying, like, oh, let's rewrite stuff for, like, the longest time. Uh, One of these days, we'll definitely do it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like, Perfect and, like, all these other songs. Um, Because, like, I think you could tweak it. Like, what's the ways you can change it, like, the least amount, but make it so it's not a problem? Oh, my gosh. That'd be such a fun thing to do. Send us in your tweaks, guys. You could each, like, (laughs) take a verse. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, And then just general feedback and suggestions for the show, as usual, or thoughts you have on anything, like what Fishy sent in about Zane, um, anything like that, or stories we haven't covered, fan projects that are going on, let us know, because we love talking about that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to episode 39 of Talk Direction. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Visit our website, talkdirection.tumblr.com, or our Instagram, just talkdirection, or follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster. And that's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond and Kara is with a C. And then remember that we are like teaming up with Audible and you can go to www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection for your first free audiobook. Um, and that would be really cool if you did that. 
Or you can head over to iTunes and rate and review us and subscribe. Um, Because like I said, we'll be putting that bonus episode out there for the um, other Harry Potter house sorting. So if you want to catch that as soon as it comes out, make sure you're subscribed to us. Um, And then we're also on SoundCloud if that's better for you. I'm Caitlin. I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 40. Bye! Bye.